I dropped chemistry in senior one. <laughs> Who drops a subject in senior one? I you did. Know, right, I dropped, I dropped a few subjects in senior one as well. By senior one, I by senior one I knew chemistry wasn't for me, and mm-hmm. by senior four, I just <laughs> was just participating, you know, like just show up to participate. I'm like one of those Ugandans that kept applying for jobs until they're like, you know what? I think I'm supposed to study. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because this, this applying is not yet giving so. My name is Bane Kibuka and welcome to another episode of the Ugandan Ball Talk Show. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast here. And uh, if you're wondering how you ended up here, um, I usually host people and at the end I ask them who they would like to um, recommend to be on my podcast. And Mr. Mosinguzi, recommended you to be on my podcast and that's how you ended up here so i'm so glad to have you so thank you for having me so for the listeners we've already had some internet issues in the morning today this this is our take two um but we went through your name for the people later on who are going to find out about your instagram because you use um nabs are and you you told me before we had internet issues what what your name is can you say it again for the people who missed that opportunity yeah so my full name is nabuma aswira um i'm uganda so nabuma is a name for uganda nabuma is your name okay Mm-hmm. Um, Nabzara is from Nabuma, Shira. Nabs is from Nabuma. In high school, I had a friend who used to call me Nabs. For some reason, she didn't want to call me Nabuma. She just made it short to Nabs. Yeah. And then Ara, I made that up myself. <laughs> but okay. when you think a short form of your name was a full thing on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was in high school, actually, I, I nicknamed myself B2K. B2K because Bunny. So I have another name called Basher. I use that on my Instagram, on my personal Instagram. I use Basher and then Chibuka. So I use B2K because I have a BB and a K. And when I was in high school, I found out somebody else has the same name called B2K. And I quit because I didn't want to have another name with. And I just made that that up by myself. (laughs) But somebody who was really professional, mm. I think there was a DJ, he was a DJ or something. Oh. And I was like, well, I don't want to share a name with somebody else. So I quit on it. <laughs> I don't use it anymore. But anyway, yeah, it was cool to have uh, nicknames yeah. back in high school. Need, I'm go- <laughs> so now my way, where you, oh, before, before even I ask where you from, Asalaamu Alaikum. So that's, that's fun. Um, I grew up in a Muslim community back in Wakiso, mm-hmm. and all my friends, most of my friends were Muslim. I wasn't, a, I'm not a Muslim, a Christian, but I grew up with them. I lived with them. There was a guy who was my roommate, and he was uh, Kaswa Muhammad. He was one of my good friends, uh, one of my other good friends, um, Huzaifa bin Shafiq, 
I grew up with them, playing soccer with them. Um, I grew up in a community. So I know a little bit of Arabic because of my friends. Uh, but I, every time I hear somebody's name, I like to greet them. Assalamu alaikum, because it makes me feel good. Okay. <laughs> so where where are you from? I'm from Masaka. Mona Masaka. So my parents are from Masaka, but uh -huh. um, before it was divided, remember it was one huge district. And then uh -huh. that kept so now I can't say that both my parents are from Masaka because now they've divided. Uh -huh. And now my dad is from Kalungu district, uh -huh. and then my mom, Rakai district. Okay. But you were born in Masaka when there was still like, oh, okay, that's that's cool. You're the, I think you're the second or third person I've had on my podcast, Ave Masaka. So oh. I like to ask them, Wasala Uera or Wachari Masaka. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So growing up in Masaka, I know Masaka is one of the districts that had some of the best schools in Uganda would you say so because some of the good schools are from that side I mean Massacre Road oh. where did you go to to school your education like from primary throughout yeah. um, university so I was born in Massacre um, but my parents moved so I only studied nursery in Massacre and then we moved to Mokono. So I did the rest of my schooling in Mokono. I went to Bishop East uh -huh. for P1 and P2. Then I went to Buziga Islamic Neurological Institute in Bunga from okay. P3 to P4. Then I went to Samo Mixed, still around Mokono for the rest of primary. And then secondary, I went to Bishop Senior School. My dad was a teacher there. Oh. And then for university, I went all the way to Arua. Oh, wow. A new government university, but the government had just opened up. And then I also got government sponsorship. And I like to just be in new places. Mm -hmm. Arua. Yeah, and yeah. who who can say no to a government <laughs> sponsorship? You know, like that's free education. Like, you know, yeah, I have I one, of, one of my best friends had to move to... What's a university by, is it Busia somewhere? Busitem. I think so. It, it, so they took him there to because he got oh. government sponsorship. Nanga, he had to go far away, but that's oh. that's cool. Um, I never got an opportunity to get to government sponsor. I wasn't even planning on it. I wasn't that smart. Um, <laughs> but you met, you met. <laughs> <laughs> you, what do you mean you're already that smart because i never dreamt of having government sponsorship so i was like no i don't think that's for me oh but you mentioned something i wanted to ask you about what was the experience of going in the school that your part your dad was teaching to like what was the experience like oh so um it was grounding in a way mm -hmm. because teachers knew and students knew and I couldn't do the little like I couldn't do anything contradictory because mm -hmm. if you didn't do the homework they would go straight to your dad if you didn't respect the school uniform your dad would be among the people that came you and I guess they would even came you more so it was a bit grounding in a way 
but then also limiting because we lived in the staff quarters and then I started from the same school. So even when people were out for holidays, I was still in the, in the teacher's quarters. So 50-50, that was yeah. good, but yeah. The whole reason why I asked you because it was my biggest fear in high school when my dad said, I'm going to come to your school and punish mm-hmm. you if, if they tell him I did anything wrong. So I can't even imagine having my dad in the same school like I can't even do anything. I feel like I wouldn't even talk. I would be just quiet because I'm scared. Yeah, you'd get used. You'd get yeah. used. I feel like when I started, because by the way, I was at that school from four months to form six, and my dad was there all those years. And I feel like I just I was just myself. I was mm-hmm. not even so stubborn to begin with. I didn't yeah. break rules. There was really nothing to be scared of. Just that <laughs> every little thing, even if they would not tell your parent, they'll tell your parent because he's close by right yeah Yeah. i I think that's good because for me in high school i wouldn't say i was my my my, maybe my classmates would think different but i don't think i was that stubborn i was just a little bit i was a little bit stubborn (laughs) but not to an extent that my dad came to school i don't know my dad didn't really like coming to school but my mom was always there for disciplinary committee your son did this but anyway i always like (laughs) i always like uh memories going back to high school so when you went to Arua for university what course were you doing like what what combination did you do in senior six and what were you going to study in Arua Mm. so I did physics chemistry and mathematics just like Mr. Mosengus oh no he He did did Uh, yeah he did yeah and his episode is not yet out so I mean, this one will come after his, but yeah, he, he, he did as well. I actually uh-huh. tried to look it up. I wanted to watch it before we started, but then I guess you didn't have it up already. No, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come out next week because I was on okay. vacation, so I wasn't releasing any new episodes. <laughs> okay. So I did physics, chemistry, and math with a subsidiary of computer. And, uh, well, when I was applying for government sponsorship, it's a... Uh, you know you really want to get so there are courses that you want but then there are safe courses whereby mm-hmm. you know if my results are a little bit lower i can get the safe courses so i didn't mm-hmm. get what i really wanted but i got one of the safe courses i think it was my third option i got um information systems and i liked it i wanted to venture into it because i loved computer things like you know knowing knowing how to deal with computers and all yeah. that so I decided I would do it, and it's it's quite new. It was quite a new course, even now that I'm trying to elaborate on it and do masters and all. I find that most universities all over the world still don't have it, but uh-huh. I like, you know, that's what I did. So is that what originally you had in mind when you picked PCB math, or you wanted to do medicine or something? Well, see, I didn't do PCB. Okay. Like me and oh. biology don't match. I okay. did physics, chemistry, and math. Oh, PCM. And, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. What I had in mind was something to do with statistics because I love math. I just like love uh-huh. numbers. Yeah, but then I didn't. I feel like it was, I think it was my first choice for second, but I didn't get it. And then I settled for, but I feel like I settled for the second best because I always told okay. myself if I didn't get anything to do with, with um, numbers and all that, at least I should do something with computer stuff. So mm-hmm. I got the second piece, I guess. 
I respect people who did chemistry in senior six. I dropped chemistry in senior one. <laughs> who dropped a subject in senior one? I, I did. Right, I dropped. I dropped a few subjects in senior one as well. By senior one, I by senior one I knew chemistry wasn't for me, and mm. by senior four, I just <laughs> was just participating, you know, like just show up to participate. But funny enough, mm. I didn't fail. I didn't fail. I got, I think I got a credit six or something like that. But I wasn't showing That's up to class. For someone who dropped, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, chemistry and biology they were not for me, mm-hmm. and those are the two subjects that gave me a hard time in in high school but i did math as well i did meg um math economics and geography um but yeah i really i really loved math in in senior six and yeah i, I miss that i miss all those so anyway <laughs> I'm, i'm so i'm so glad you brought back um high school memories and that's why i like about the podcast because i bring people to just track their journey to see how life has been and um it brings me it brings back some of the memories to me and i'm i'm sure to some of the listeners too because people who listen from uganda who are not in high school anymore will listen to our oh. conversations like oh yeah i did i did this i did this too and it's yeah. a good feeling to just kind of yeah. remember yeah. when did when did you graduate high school when did you finish high school i finished high school in 2014 okay yeah i then started university in 2015 Mm-hmm. and graduated in 2018. Nice. Yeah, I think I finished a little bit earlier. I think I was 20 20 I think 2012 year and um yeah, and then 2014 then I came up to the US. But anyway, so you you I see now I'm tracking. You see how you said you like um computer stuff and what you ended up doing in in high school. Did you were you more of a traveling person like did you travel to a lot of places when you were younger? Um <clears throat> how young? Um throughout high school. <laughs> um I would say no. I think <clears throat> what I want to say is that the spirit that wants to be in new places has already mm-hmm. been within me because The only place that I would be assured of traveling to was Masaka which is my my mom's village and I remember because I'm the first born I used to convince my mom and my dad so much that they let us go for the autumn holidays that was the longest holiday so that we get a chance to be in a different place so I used to convince them so much of that and I loved I loved the journeys being in a taxi um the street food from from the streets to Masaka yeah I just yeah e michomo like, yeah michomo go go nja all those things yeah. but uh, i feel like mm-hmm, but it didn't last so long because i feel like my parents just allowed me that when i was in primary school and then in secondary i never really traveled to any place i can't say i traveled to places during high school and mm-hmm. um for university i traveled a lot i traveled a lot as in narua and i feel like by the time i left i'd explored west nile because i went to arua gulu anjumani moyo nebi all those districts so 
Were you, were, you, were you one of those students in school that wouldn't miss a field trip? Yeah, yeah okay. definitely, yes. Because that was always my exciting time. And that's how, actually, I would say that was my favorite time on school field trips, like to go to different places. And I always made my parents, you know, I got to go travel. I got to go to this place and they'll pay. But going back to the, what you'd say, the Michomo, yeah, the trip to Kenya to go to my um, family, my mom's side. Every time I would go to Mavira there, Motokaoku, is it Kokonjero? Yeah, I think, where they, they have the Michomo, I could be wrong. Namawajoro. Yeah, so there, and then you get those and eat those. It was always an exciting time for me, and I can't trade that for anything. So I see now that's how. Uh, I asked you that because I wanted to track your love for traveling. Now, when when was the first time you traveled out of the country? Oh, now that you ask that, it reminds me. I did travel a bit. Okay. <laughs> when I was in Tom 3, that was 2011, I traveled out and went to Rwanda and Burundi. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I've actually been to Rwanda too. I've been to Rwanda. I've been to the border of Burundi. I've been to Kenya. Uh -huh. Um, where else? Ah, I'm I'm forgetting. But I think those. I would say those. Oh, I've been to Canada, and I've been to the US because yeah, Canada is just close by here. You just drive. But um, what was what was I? Yeah, so now. I see where you get your love for, for traveling. And you said you, the first time you traveled out of Uganda was you went to Rwanda and Burundi. But yeah, that gets me to your travel services. And one of the things I noticed when Mr. Mosingus recommended you to me was you did a free guide uh, to uh, places or, and all, yeah, I think that's what you did. What, what made you start doing things like that? Like, uh, the, the guide tour that you have on your Instagram and what's it about? Um, so for the time that I've traveled around the country, I get DMs from people that want to come to Uganda, from Ugandans that are within the country that mm -hmm. really want to start traveling. And people always ask me for how they can start, where they would start from. So I decided I would want to, to help people travel. You know, I feel like sometimes people just don't know where to start. Sometimes people put money before everything else when they think about mm -hmm. travel. So I kind of had to sit down with myself and figure out how I started to travel anyway, because I also kept telling myself, oh, I want to travel, I love travel, but I never really did it. And I realized when I started, I started with the nearby places, most of them were even free. I just had to get transport and uh -huh. go visit them. I just had to get transport and go get an experience. So I decided to create that guide and it's like the starting point for everyone. So if someone is coming to Kampala and they're like, so where do I start from? How do I get a tour guide? They have that to begin with. And then if they want other things, we can add on to that. Okay, that's, that's really cool because I'm one of those people um, every time I go back to Uganda, I want to take my family somewhere. Like we've gone to Arua, we've gone to the hot springs where um, somewhere, 
I don't remember where that was. But I like to take my family out to go do something somewhere. We went to Maction Falls the, the last time I was there. Um, so it's it's really helpful like for people. And when I saw this, I was like, oh yeah, I think I have now somebody I can reach out to. It's like, hey, I want to travel this and just get some information. Now, is it something that you do for like as a business or it's something you do to just help people? Well, um, earlier this year, I decided to monetize the service because, especially the planning bit, because I would spend so much time online planning Mm -hmm. trips for people and I had to make it balanced because if I'm spending all this time and I'm not doing other things, Mm -hmm. so I decided to want to do the travel and you want me to plan it, and part with a certain fee and then also own so the guides i'm creating more guides i feel like a guide can give you all the information that you need so that you don't need me to go with you mm-hmm. like earlier this year i had a trip that i organized for a client that was from belgium she she came back home and i to take her family as well like you do mm-hmm. and it was the time that i was meant to take my trip to the uae and i had to postpone that because she really wanted me to be hands-on be right. there, travel with them and all that. And it's good in a way, but I feel like some people will not afford it because it's more expensive. Mm-hmm. If you want to take me along with you, I'll need to sleep, I'll need to eat. You might have to part with a daily fee. So that I want guides to make people to be able to get up and go because they have all the information. They know where to sleep, right. they know how to navigate public transport, they know what activities, they know what tour guide will take them, they know the entry fees. So I just want people to be able to travel on their own. Also, I feel mm-hmm. like the group trips limit people. For, for example, they'll organize a trip for a, a specific weekend. If you're not free that weekend, if you have other engagements, you can't go, you just have to wait for another trip. But with a guide, you can get up at any time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then if, like, let's say somebody is traveling with their family or their significant mm-hmm. other, it gives you privacy just for you to just exactly. have your own yeah. your own time. Yeah. Like, you don't have to have another third party. That's pretty cool. And the reason why I asked you that is because I was going to say, if you're not monetizing it, I think it's a good idea. But you're already doing <laughs> it. Like, that's that's pretty good. That um. And also, one of the pictures I saw on your Instagram really reminded me. I grew up around Baha'i uh, Temple area. I, I used to go there for holidays. My aunt lived there. So when I saw that picture, it just brought a lot of memories. But because we, we lived in Kanyanya, Kanyanya, which was pretty close by, we would just walk um, to go to the Baha'i. And then when I lived in Bukoto too, the house where I lived, you could just see Baha'i up on the hill. So when I mm-hmm. saw that, I, I it brought back memories of my childhood. We used to go up there. A bunch of people oh. did weddings there and like they like to go there to take pictures, like um, oh. wedding photos. And I did, yeah, I did go there quite a few times and me and my mm-hmm. childhood friends would go up to the Baha'i temple a lot. Um, but also, in addition to that, I saw you do um, real estate stuff like finding houses and that. Uh, could you talk a little bit? Yeah, we have three minutes, I think. Yeah, could you talk a little bit about uh, that and how you ended up into real estate too? Yeah, so I started off as a real estate agent. Um, I 
sorry. So the real estate is a new venture. Okay. I I did a few real estate videos on my channel, like in 2020 and 2019. And it was just in April this year when I had a friend who's on the inside tell me more about it but then I also already had requests whereby people would come to me and they're like where can I sleep do you know any furnished apartments because people feel like since you provide the services you also have accommodation mm-hmm. so I decided not so bad I could give it a try it's 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 me trying to create other sources of income really that is good that is a smart a smart idea because all the things you're talking about, and actually it's the, the things that I go through as summer, like people who come from these countries and go back there. Because one of the things we talked about the, when we talked about the, the travel and you making the guide and planning, when I go back to Uganda and I want to travel with my family, I get to a point where I don't have a car. I mean, my parents have cars, but like when I want a travel car like you know you know you're gonna take your dad's mm. pro box to uh, a national game park or you know you're not gonna mm. take karaum game park you need a travel car <laughs> like things like yeah. that i i struggled oh. and i ended up trusting a friend who was not even um in the travel department as i came for the motor car and that guy charges oh. you like one million what kind of Noah? Well, it's a Noah. We took this Noah to Maxion Falls. The time we took it back to the owner, Bampaya Mabe gave him the call. Bampaya Mabe good day. And no, it wasn't meant for travel. No, it wasn't meant for travel. So, like, I see how you find somebody uh, who's in that business to kind of just help you and you know you're going to trust these people because that's what they do and i really appreciate the services and that's what i would say to some of my listeners who are listening um about in america us about in the us about in different countries that want to go back to i think it's this is a good opportunity for us to get to know people who are in this area to kind of guide us and i think it's worth it because at the end of the day i ended up paying the million to rent the car and then i ended up Fixing, fixing the person's car you know wow. whereas whereas if you had if i had rented the car that's meant for that job yeah they know like not so much yeah but also not so much and, right so i see how and then now i go back to the real estate um yeah that's another area that i was going to talk about the still people who come from outside countries you know we want to find places to live for a short time for a period of time is the other area that you need some of i mean some people are not but like some people who are and then you're like oh you can't stay at your parents house or the parents house is not big enough for a group of people Mm -hmm. that You've come with your friends and you can just mm-hmm. pack them into your parents' house and you need yeah. things like that. And I've had yeah. stories of people who use other means or different means who don't go through the real like ways of like just going to travel. And that's another area that I would recommend like people to find somebody who is in that business. You know, one thing that I grew up with in Uganda, and most of us in Uganda, Tuchikuli Demu, 
to take shortcuts you know mm-hmm. we want easy money you know like hey there's a guy here there's a guy here who can give you this room for fifty thousand. <laughs> yes but then you compare mm-hmm. uh, let me just go with the wet tunnel and then you just yeah. end up actually spending more like the example i just gave you about my car like you know i just yeah. went with this guy and i ended up spending more than what i would have spent going through the same area and i would say i would say that's yeah. that's one of the things that people should do what what else do you want um, to add on to that? <laughs> well i would um i'll tell you guys to like whatever you choose i feel like when you guys come here you, you've planned already mm-hmm. in most cases you know you want to visit a few places so maybe get quotations in time and get mm-hmm. quotations from like from like people that 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 actually that provide actual services or that have a bit of experience and um it's better than trying to get anything at the last minute because you you might settle with someone who is not going to give you the best service and then you'll spend more like you did. So I would say try to book a bit in advance for the accommodation because and the other weird thing, most of you come around the same time and then you make it a high peak season. So all accommodations are booked out, cars are nowhere to be seen and get hard mm-hmm. to be to plan for you guys. So try to book in advance, I would say that. How would people connect to you and your services? Um, on Instagram. So my Instagram has a button with my email address and with my contact. So if you tap on those buttons, you'll be able to get to me, but you can also send me a DM and I'll respond. Okay. And you, you mentioned you have a YouTube channel too. Like what are some of the videos you post on YouTube? Um, and like what can people go to look up if they want something on your YouTube channel? Oh, so my YouTube has detailed videos of the places I've been to, especially in Uganda. I have a playlist for Ginger, Entebbe, Kapchora, Kusheni, different places that I've been to. And mm-hmm. I share some of the things you can do in those places, maybe restaurants to try out the activities. And my blogs are like detailed. I'll tell you how much you need to pay, where you pay from best time to travel, how to get there. Like, I feel like if you watch a vlog of mine, you might not even mm-hmm. need to buy that guide because it okay. has the information. So, yeah. Now, I'm sure, I'm people, I think, oh, no, I won't buy the guide, but you still need to, uh-huh. to get the money off well, the guide. Still, still, if they go and watch the video, I'll get some money from that. Okay, yeah, but that also, makes sense. I feel like people are just, like, lazy because I feel like I keep sharing the same information and people, mm-hmm. like, just don't get it. I feel like sometimes I've talked about something in a vlog, a whole detailed vlog. I've mm-hmm. shared posts about it. I've talked about it on Instagram stories. I've even gone ahead to highlight some of these things. And someone will ask you the same thing. So if I just <laughs> send it to you in a guide, really? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because you're going to have it with you wherever you go. Yeah. So on still on your instagram i follow your instagram and for the listeners you need to go check it out um you share your travels whatever wherever you've been wherever you've gone and you shared about your trip to the uae how was your experience in the uae share about that um it was amazing 
Mm. I felt how smooth things can be when they're made smooth for you, like the public transportation, the good roads, um, the security, you really feel secure when you're there. Yeah. And how easy, how easily you could access some of the things that you needed. So it was very, very amazing. I loved it. I've never been to the UAE, but I wanna I wanna go. I wanna visit there. Because all my friends who go there, they send you pictures and like yeah, I mean, some of the things I would say they're similar to how the US is or even mm-hmm. better or some, but I just want to go and have the experience of another country too and just you share should. the same experience. One of the things that, that stuck out to me when you shared about the airports, uh, how big the airports is and the view, I watched all those videos. And one of your, one of the slides you had a picture of those uh, big FedEx airplanes that you mentioned you never <laughs> yes how was how was that experience for some reason i just don't know i feel like see when you don't move like your mind just stays in a box like this for some reason yeah. it's fedex it delivers yeah. things all over the world it should have planes to do right. this. i just don't know what i thought but I, it was the first time i saw a fedex plane to be honest and then it's click that you know what they surely have planes to be able to mm-hmm. do. Because yeah, yeah the airport is so big. I've never like I've not been to such a big airport. Yeah. The one that was kind of close was the one in Kenya, but I also just stayed in the airport. So I didn't get out to see how huge huge it was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was different. It does not compare to ours here. Yeah, so like it's you know, I mean, the way FedEx brings stuff to you. I mean, sometimes you'll think they'll put it, maybe they put it on the passenger plane and bring it to Uganda. But I was gonna mm-hmm. say when they ship stuff like to Uganda or to DH, like through DHL, like they have. The funny part is, I saw that and I work on DHL airplanes because I'm a aircraft mechanic. So when I saw that, I was like, that's that's yeah. So like my company. I mean, now I switch another company, but where I started mm-hmm. working at, we worked for, I, I worked for cargo airlines and we would fix their planes and that cargo airlines works with DHL. So we actually fixed DHL's planes and then to fly mm-hmm. all over the world. So when I said that, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like sometimes you work on FedEx too and that's, mm-hmm. that's amazing. But I didn't know that too. I wouldn't say like I knew till I, I came to the mm-hmm. US and started working. But mm-hmm. it's it's funny when you think about it, like, hey, oh, yeah, actually they do. Like, in like yeah. most most of those carriers, they have huge, huge airplanes mm-hmm. and they yeah. uh, fly stuff around. And actually, that's in during COVID. That's when we worked a lot because our planes were flying throughout the different countries to take medicine mm-hmm. to bring people from China back to the US to pick up people mm-hmm. who were stuck in different. Um, places but yeah that's that's amazing that was fun to see your experience and just to feel that because it's it's fun it's funny it's funny but to think about like you know it's it's an experience that we all we all go through but anyway i don't want to really take a lot of your time i just appreciate just having a conversation with you you know i like talking to people you know it's Especially people back, yeah, people who are in Uganda, it helps me. I did a, a recording with a guy from the UK. He's he's Ugandan, but he was born in the UK. Uh, Hakim, 
uh, my latest yeah. episodes that I have on there. And we were just kind of brainstorming about our lives as Ugandans in the diaspora, how mm. people think of us back home or how we're perceived. It was a good episode, just us talking about mm. life. And recently I started doing freestyle conversations because I want to be able to listen to you because if I have all my questions down here, my oh. minds are going to be focused on asking you questions, boom, 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 boom. And yeah. then I won't listen to what you're saying, but I want to mm-hmm. listen to you and actually get my questions from you. That, that's the purpose of a conversation. And that's how, that's why when I started the podcast, I would send people questions. Hey, this is what I'm going to ask you. And oh. then it kind of feels like rehearsed. So we feel like we, yeah. we practice. What am I going to answer? And mm-hmm. then I notice, like when people talk, I don't really listen because I'm just thinking about when am I going to ask my next question? When am I going to ask my next question? <laughs> yeah. But I just kind of want to yeah. just have it, just have it flow <laughs> and just for. But what I was going to say is, when I have this conversation with these people, it helps me. Like now talking to you, talking about the high school, you know, it brings back some memories. I didn't have the mm-hmm. same conversation with. Mr. Musinguzi, that was different because we bo- we all have different vibes and our conversation got different, and that's what I want. Yeah. But yeah. since you and Mr. Musinguzi kind of in the same travel kind of business, like I would have had the same questions for you and him, but then your stories are different. But then exactly. when, when I just make it a freestyle, your story is going to mm-hmm. be different than his story. Yeah. And I love that. And I love learning a little bit um, about that. One question that I didn't ask them, I just remembered now that I'm going to ask you, did you ever do anything besides travel? Like, do you have any other job that you did? Uh, sometimes I get part-time. I wouldn't say part-time. Sometimes I get contract jobs. Mm-hmm. And... Um, <clears throat> For example, last year I was in Bushen for like two months or three months and I was doing auditing. And everyone I told us like, why didn't you do auditing? But the thing is, I did information systems and I can audit a system to okay. see if things add up, like banking systems for like, like they were trying to see if the, what the bank says is what their payment system says. And if you take me through something, I'm mm-hmm. like, I can get it. So if yeah. I get like a contract work for a certain period of time and it pays well, I do it. And I feel like, no, I'm not. I, I'm like one of those Ugandans that kept applying for jobs until they're like, you know what? I think I'm supposed to start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because this, this applying is not yet giving. So yeah, yeah not really more than anything. <clears throat> That's interesting. And um, what is your relationship with, like, how did you meet Mr. Mosingles? How did you know him? So through YouTube. Okay. Um, I feel like I've met so many people through YouTube. Hmm. If, if there is one good thing, one of the good things that I've gotten like from YouTube is like to meet people that I would never meet anywhere. But people see mm-hmm. on YouTube and they feel like YouTube might like connect, you can collaborate, and then you just end up friends. So mm-hmm. I met Brian in 2019. I was already on YouTube. I started in 2018. He also started way earlier than me, but then he had taken a break to come back with a Tory brand kind, I should say. Mm-hmm. And we were trying out. I knew I met a certain girl who was on YouTube on Instagram. And then I met another one on Instagram. And then we were trying to say, you know what? 
everyone that joins YouTube in Uganda feels like they're the only ones. So how about we start to meet and create this community so that people that start know that they have a community to join. So everyone told who they knew, and then we had that first meeting. It was at Caramel Lounge at Akesha Mall. And um, that's when I met Brian and met a few other creators. I think we were like 10 or more. And then from that day on, the community has grown and grown mm. and grown. So like anyone who joins YouTube does not have to feel like they're alone. Right. They have the community. They can get some of the answers to their questions. They can get support. Yeah, that's how I got to know him. Basically. That, is, that is pretty good. And, you know, one of the things I tell a lot of Americans, a lot of people in America, is one thing I'm proud about Uganda and people back in Uganda is, you know that saying they say, like, yeah. we are more of, we are more of, and I studied this in, in university because I... Mm. No one, I said I'm an airplane mechanic, but I went to university and studied something different. I do have a degree in mm-hmm. cross cultural study where it's really about the culture of the people. And, mm-hmm. you know, in, in Uganda, we are more of like a, a community, you know, things, people work in a community. Like even we talk with Yamachalo, like, hey, we to have food day. We're all going to go help. But in the US, it's more of an individualistic kind of thing. Like, this is mm. my land, this is my property, this is my car. Like in the mm. US, I want to worry about you. Like everybody's, but when you listen to something like that, you know, like you make something, you don't have to feel like you were on. And that's why a lot of people struggle when they come to the US and they don't know anybody. You know, like just the starting point is hard. Mm. But like, that's one thing that really sticks out to me every time. And that's one thing I miss about Uganda is just, that togetherness like people have like even yeah. i mean this is off topic but like think yeah. about the weddings when somebody's gonna get married they make meetings they make groups to kind of mm. support when the u.s you're gonna get married your family better be rich but anyway mm. i'm glad i'm glad you shared that and i'm i'm happy to hear that you guys help each other out and mm-hmm. I've met a lot of friends through the podcast and my podcast I just mm-hmm. started it out of my house and because mm-hmm. I love talking I love people to listen to stories I love like bringing people like you and somebody out there they know that like Mr. Brand said this when he was on the podcast like we grow up thinking that the only way to be successful is if you become a doctor, if you become a lawyer, if you become, but here people are making a living out of the things that you can learn as a human, like you can learn, teach yourself, like most of the things that you guys talk about, like you teach yourself Mm -hmm. how to do this and then you can make a living out of it. We're past that generation of where you can only be successful through these things that, our parents say yeah. oh, things like that you know and that's why like mm-hmm. i want other girls in uganda to listen to your story and see mm-hmm. how your journey was and that's mainly why i asked your background because i want them to f- to feel like another girl who grew up in masaka who will listen to your story will be like she mm-hmm. made it i can do it too and not thinking mm-hmm. of like hey in a wafitawari like nobody's you know those things like, yeah. like, oh I, i'll never do anything but 
people listening mm-hmm. to your story and that's how I started my story too like just sharing and that's why in my biography I say a boy from a small village of Wakiso mm-hmm. as most of my friends would see you working on the DH airplanes like big airplanes and there's mm-hmm. like oh you always but oi oi amala yo about like his family was rich my family was never yeah, rich yeah, yeah. and i want people to listen to the other side of the story and that's why i like sharing other people's yeah. stories on the podcast um but before i let you go i have a few questions i'm going to ask you to to close this up what has been a life lesson you've learned in life to this point hulala <laughs> 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 I feel like that's a deep question that it like a deep answer that I need to like meditate on but if I want to go with the first thing that comes to my mind I should say that um I've learned <clears throat> and I'm still learning that you might want a whole different thing initially because it was painted and it's believed to be the perfect way for example when you're done with school you get a job but then what happens when you don't get a job do you get stuck there or do you try to develop something else so i've learned that just because the straight line that was drawn for me that everyone expects me to do has not worked out i can create an income from very many different other things and i would that's that's just like the lesson i'd want someone listening to take um just because this has not worked out yet and you know maybe it will even work out in 5 years or 10 but like do you get stuck there or do you work on other things that might end up being bigger than what you wanted and you end up more successful nice that's yeah. a that's a very good life lesson and i'm sure whoever the bible says abainama amatuba would you I mean, I'm also whatever. <laughs> like whoever has ears will listen. And uh, mm. that's a good thing to to pick out. Like, do you just stay there or do you think on something and just pick yourself yeah. up? And and then the other question is going to be, what gets you excited about life? Mm. This is going to be weird. But like the future? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because so I know... <laughs> because what why would someone be excited about the future that they don't know but if there is anything that has kept me going is thinking about the future like the mm-hmm. things that i want for myself the things that i i know i might be able to reach someday for example i will think about the trip that i'll be able to take to like bali or the us and it will just get me excited mm-hmm. to like keep going i know the future has like the bad things and the good things because you may be so excited to reach the future but maybe that future that you want to reach you lose like mom or dad but like the other things so for me it has to be like the future like i just picture it and i'm like yeah that yeah. things will take that's that's good and i'm I, i don't think it's weird at all because i think i'm the same way like i like i can't wait to see myself in the next five years you know i can't wait and when you see yeah. where you've been from like it doesn't uh-huh. mean that you've not had problems along the way but we'll see where you mm-hmm. are and i can't wait mm-hmm. to see myself in the next five years you know like exactly. that's that gets me excited about life like hey man mm-hmm. so that's that's not weird yeah. at all. and my final question <laughs> for you mm-hmm. who would you like to see on my podcast next and you're going to help me 
find that person. I, person. <laughs> I thought about this. I thought about this yesterday because I feel like from the time we agreed to on a day, I just like I've just been thinking about this moment. So I thought of someone. She's also in the travel industry, but like she's like way deep in, and I think her stories will be interesting. So she's called Unistes. And I would love, I hope she says this. I'm not going to tell her. I hope she says this when you reach out to her. But yeah, I would love to see her here in your podcast. All right. Yeah, I like I like that. Um, one of the things I love about my podcast is a question. That's and that's why I bring it last because mm. it not only builds my podcast or like getting the next person on the podcast to keep my mm. podcast going. I know. It's just growing. Um, mm. But one thing I know, I love the podcast. I love it. I love to get to know people. And after having a conversation with you, it feels like mm. it, it makes me grow too because now I have a friend or I know about somebody, you know, have a conversation mm. about somebody. And that's wow. one of my favorite parts of the podcast. So I really appreciate mm. And I appreciate your time and your sacrifice to be on my podcast. Oh. And anything else you want to say to the listeners? Yeah, I want to say that I appreciate the fact that when you say you're making this a conversation, you're really making it a conversation because you share as well. Like you listen from me, but I also get to listen from you. So if you're learning from me, I'm also learning from you. And that's amazing. I appreciate that. And I want to say thank you so much for having me. You're going to open me up to different audiences that I didn't know would reach. And I hope you guys that are watching, follow me on my Instagram. And check out my YouTube channel for Ugandan vlogs. All right, I'm gonna make sure I put all your um, usernames in the description of your podcast, not of this podcast, mm -hmm. so people can just click a button to get to your uh, YouTube and your social medias. Okay. So once again, Nabs, thank you very much for your time, and inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank so, you for having no, I me. That, I, said, I said the wrong one. I said Bismillah. What you said first was right. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. See you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey there. Uh, my name is Barney Kibuka, the host of the Ugandan Boy Talk Show. Thanks for listening and watching my podcast. Tune in every Saturday at 11 a.m. for a new episode on the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, share, and we appreciate. It. If you can leave a feedback on our podcast, please. Thank you very much.